big mood. Big mood. We have we have begun. Welcome back to the Brandon List Room Arcade. Uh, oh man, I here we go. Am Logan, the wonderful Loggy Doves, uh, to the. I think direction this is to of the you. Left, the left of me. We have a guest. Uh, we have David, aka oh. Conman R D W, on Hashtag YouTube. Hashtag burst into the break room. Yes. King K rules. At, smash into the break room. Or at Mario Party <laughs> Animal on um, on Twitter. And as always, on the bottom, we got our good friend Paul Anderson at Gunny Source on Twitter. And welcome to the Nintendo Stuff Podcast episode Ooh. nine. Uh, as you can yeah. see behind me, I uh, did quite a bit of work uh, dressing up my set because I am actually not at my apartment. I am at my parents' house. So if we hear Crazy. any uh, rummaging uh, over over this way, not that you it's would hear it directionally, um, it's siblings and, and maybe a baby might appear at some point. Hopefully so it's exactly what I said the first time. Gotcha. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so um, a few things have happened this week. A few things that um, that are really cool, and a few things that are a little bit disappointing. Uh, but before we get into that, we are going to do. Uh, I'm just going to ask David over here. Hello. Yeah, um, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on, yeah. guys. Like we talked ooh. a little bit beforehand, and we got to know each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just going to give you a minute to talk about what you do. Uh, and what you love to do and where people can check you out um, if they already don't know. Oh man, hashtag shameless plug time. Okay, so uh, my name is David. I am the host on the uh, channel RDW on YouTube. Um, I do uh, different video game videos, anime videos. Um, I go to conventions and different events in the Chicagoland area. Um, and... I just love geeky and nerdy things. And also, I love Nintendo, which is why I'm here on the Break Room podcast with uh, Loggy and Paul over here. So, thanks for having me on, guys. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're Sorry it took, you so, or it took to us so long you. to get you on here. Yeah. Oh, no, man. It's all good. It's all good. Especially since out um, the chat. it's nice to have a third member uh, on, on the chat, considering that Brandon is uh, indisposed. Again, again, I think for the same reason as he was last week. Um, yeah, it's the exact same reason. Yeah. Uh, so, Brandon, we miss you. Uh, we know he's not watching. But we filled the void and been replaced. Hey, man, yeah. the fact that you guys can still go live even missing somebody is just an achievement within itself. Some people can't even do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's let's start out. We're going to open up our our favorite. Uh-oh. You know, I you posted. You know, usually we post this stuff in Asana and then... Now that you posted it like in the dock, mm-hmm. I'm like it's an extra trying... click to open the links. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm trying to trying to trying to open this. What what? Okay, okay. Click on it, then click on the link underneath. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, starting out for this week from the super smash bros <laughs> blog we have a character paul if you want to take this or unless you yeah, don't fam. okay this uh, is there's 
First one we got this week is Ness on uh, the nice. 26th. Today's fighter, Ness. Ness has a variety of moves from long-range attacks using physic or psychic powers, because I can't read, known as PSI, to uh, short-range attacks with his bat and yo-yo. Ness can unleash PK Thunder, a guided attack that can launch him like a rocket to help him recover. Yeah. So he's pretty much unchanged. A lot of these yeah. characters, obviously unchanged. Uh, we didn't want to see any of these characters. Some of these characters changed. Uh, Ness is one that definitely didn't need uh, changed, uh, considering he was the the OG Earthbound character. They did um, actually make one change to him that oh, I like they? a whole lot as a person who can't play as Ness, um, specifically because of that recovery. But they added a little arrow to indicate if you uh, knock it into him where he will go. Oh, they have like a trajectory or no? That's yeah. Maybe. Okay, so that it's a little bit just more, more information button. to help you. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Execute good. the move yeah. better. Uh, more. Accurately. I also watched a video uh, recently showing the comparisons of uh, his old like PKFX versus the new Ultimate PKFX. He is dazzling now. Like he is. It's beautiful watching him do his moves now. It's crazy. Yeah, the whole Very game nice is effects going on. <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, on the 27th, we have Rathalos, the assist trophy. Yay! Uh, to everybody's, oh, just an assist trophy. But maybe we're going to get Monster Hunter at a certain point as a playable character. Maybe? Maybe? Mm-hmm. We better. Uh, I mean, I can understand why Rathalos isn't playable. He's too big. He's too big. <laughs> okay. Obviously, just like Ridley's too big. Um, the description reads, this giant beast will appear when summoned, spreading its wings to create a powerful attack. Rathalos has fire breath and a roar that stuns opponents. Finding an opportunity to an attack. Oh, finding an opportunity to get an attack in can be difficult. Uh, I really hope we get earplugs as an item now. (laughs) Yeah. So it would be awesome if his music played when he gets called in, like just temporary music Rathalos theme. That'd be awesome. That would be cool. That would be cool. Um, I hope maybe even if we don't get like a monster hunter character, maybe we get some monster hunter, uh, maybe a a track or two in there with him. That would be, that would be cool. Uh, I just need the main theme for monster hunter. That's all I need. Yeah. His model looks great. He looks great. Um, if there was any monster hunter monster that they were going to bring into this game rathalos the uh the flagship of you know the entire series the flagship monster Mm -hmm. of the entire series and and he's looking he's looking super 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 good um so here's here's hoping for a monster hunter character um absolutely yeah i need it yeah for sure uh, in addition, uh, the next day we got two posts on the 28th. Uh, one, the first one being a little piece of uh, music, the main theme from Yoshi's New Island. Uh, I actually haven't oh, gotten nice. a chance to listen to this. Uh, so, oh well. Um, we'll hear a lot of it when the game comes out, I'm sure. Big fan yeah. of Yoshi's themes in the yeah. game, for sure. Uh, and I'll take a quick moment to plug this. 
I've been slacking, but not anymore. And I finally got around to recording my next episode of Smashing Tunes. Uh, this episode is definitely going to be a lot longer because there was a lot to it. I compared the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate theme uh, to the other themes and then categorized them, uh, categorized them, uh, and listed them uh, at the end, one through five, my favorite to my least favorite. That being said, all the music's good. Can't yeah. discriminate. Um, Can't wait to use my Switch as an iPod. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we that it's such everywhere. a weird feature. But I also understand it specifically because of, you know, uh, the way that Japanese culture is just very yeah. mobile. Obviously. Yeah. I want one of those, like, what are the, the things you put your iPod oh, in? Oh, one of those armbands. jogging, those but for my Switch. Because <laughs> I have a Switch my whole arm. <laughs> oh, no, my Joy-Con fell off. <laughs> my joy con more back. exercise you gotta run all the way back to get it yeah it's gonna be great man <laughs> so in addition to the music on the 28th we also got a, a better look at the new donk city hall stage redonkulous and it's a it's a uh transforming moving stage and it looks beautiful uh this stage Enough about soundtrack yeah this stage is based on Super Mario Odyssey's New Donk City. When a fighter touches a band member, their instrument gets added to the background track. Mayor Pauline also makes an appearance. That this is such is a really cool neat. touch. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, it doesn't seem like it's of consequence, but it just does change the landscape. And it's a, it's a different way to interact with the stage that, uh, we haven't been able to interact with before. So I hope the T Rex shows up at some point. <laughs> that would be to. cool. That would be cool. I don't know. I don't know how big they're going to go into this, but these screenshots. This looks. It looks pretty. This looks yeah, that's going to be a regular stage for me. I thought about. I sat down um, the other day and I was like, I want to play a game, and I wasn't really worried about playing any new games necessarily, and I was mm. like this close to starting a new save on super mario odyssey and playing through it again uh because man that's a that's a special game right there going back to the uh, t-rex at the very least i hope that becomes like an assist trophy yeah that'd be great that's all i want in life like or, now that you mentioned it, like i need a t-rex to run across the screen just a t-rex just with a mustache it. or a top hat <laughs> that'd be amazing um, yeah i think it would be interesting if they had like all um, final smashes, you know, and so seeing yeah. like a final smash of that sort, but I doubt that's going to happen since they haven't already dug into it. I, that we would have heard something about that if, right. Um, Cause we've already heard about the smash meter, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So Mario just throws Cappy onto a, a random T-Rex and he just chomps everyone on the stage. That'd be yeah. crazy. It'd be awesome. It just tramples everybody. All right, so next day they featured the fighter Peach, Yay! the super princess. Watch out for her powerful kicks while she's airborne. <sighs> Using her down special, she picks vegetables and throws them at her opponents. Sometimes she even gets items like a bob Huh. No, no man, we're Daisy boys out here. We're Daisy boys out here, man. <laughs> this is interesting. So she picks vegetables and throws them at her opponents. Sometimes she even gets items. So can she just pick items instead of just? It's like vegetables? super, um, super rare chance that happens. Um, okay. 
So it's like maybe once every like fifty times or twenty something times or something like that. Was this it's like it so happens likely like to happen? We have time to react to it. Did was this quality in her character in previous entries? I think so. Like uh, either that or it was like um. Yeah, I think she did. If you don't like know, you haven't spammed that move enough. True. I was <laughs> never. Well I was never a peach main, but I did. Usually, it's a peach. I just spam like over B, right, and just right. like mm-hmm. you know, Ha-cha. booty pop into people. Ha-cha. I don't know. I, I always just really enjoyed that look when the uh, turnip bounces off of them. They're just kind of like, "What was that? Did you just throw a? Did you just throw a turnip at me?" Yeah. <laughs> Um, so maybe we'll have to just get all the Mario characters and we'll play on New Donk City. I know that I see the boys, uh, and, and the peoples in the chats are, are very, very happy about New Donk City. It is, it is a very exciting stage for, from a very, very exciting game. Uh, Also, according to Dream Drop, the, or the, uh, bomb thing, pulling out Mm -hmm. bombs and stuff has, has been there. Wow. I can't believe I've been like so ignorant of this stuff. I call myself a Nintendo fan. Not anymore. Goodbye. I'm leaving the podcast. This is my exit. Hey, man, it's okay. We're Daisy Mains out here. Richard's from Fire Emblem. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, moving on. Uh, Our last post for today from the 30th. So yesterday. My uh, favorite Dragon Ball character. Your favorite. Oh, well, then Mm -hmm. why don't you talk about your favorite Dragon Ball character, Paul? Wolf. The leaker of Star Wars. (laughs) Makes his grand return after 10 years. Crap, it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. Oh, my God. I'm old. (laughs) Raw came out when I was a baby. Wild attacks. And his final smash is an all-out attack by Team Star Wolf. If Fox or Falco... If Fox or Falco is in this battle, you may hear a unique line of dialogue. Mm. That's cool. Again, a nice touch. A nice touch. The fact that Nintendo, well, Sakurai goes out of his way to to make sure that all these things are happening. And I can't imagine that every single idea is his. He's probably got some creatives Mm -hmm. on the team that are like, hey, what about this? And he goes, I like that. I like that. I'm just happy the Landmasters are gone. I'm just so happy yeah. the Landmasters yeah, are gone. Yeah. <laughs> I've killed myself more than I've killed my opponents. <laughs> right. They were definitely one of the lesser uh, of these final smashes. Yeah. Got to be careful not to run off the stage. Oh, and I'm dead. There we Alrighty. go. Alrighty. So, uh, moving on from the blog, it's always a good time with the blog. We have a lot of fun. But we should talk about uh, more things concerning Super Smash Bros. For example, uh, coming from MyNintendoNews.com, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate tops Amazon bestsellers of 2018 despite not being out until December. And this is specifically in the U.S., oh, uh, for sure. which is one of the largest uh, markets, obviously. Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah. People might be into Smash Brothers. Right. So, like, if this game came out of tomorrow, like, people would go out and buy it. So, it's not... It it also shouldn't be surprising that of all the games that people feel okay pre-ordering, that it's a Smash Bros. game. Right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I generally don't encourage pre-ordering because a lot of times people pre-order a game and they, you know, these companies rack and that they rake in that money. And well, sometimes it's a subpar product, 
right? Uh, but when it comes to Nintendo games, I feel like there's an exception a lot of the times because sure you, you know you're going to get a quality product. Um, 95% of the time. And that's a pretty good likelihood. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely have their missteps, uh, but Smash Bros. will not be one of them. And I guarantee you that. Uh, regardless if it has everything that you want in it, it's going to be a fantastic experience and you're not going to be upset that you spent $60 on it. So the fact that it's mm-hmm. at the top of the Amazon uh, game bestsellers uh, list of 2018 and it doesn't come out until December, um, I'm not surprised. Also, um, when they made that report that the uh, Amazon pre-order bonus thing was going on was like a discount for pre-ordering games, like Nintendo games, pre-orders skyrocketed and i know smash got a huge boost from that right. too so and I again i think that, that yeah go ahead paul i was just gonna say I, I saw another story that a lot of games had popped back up on amazon as soon as that promotion was over so i feel like a lot of the gear the other like playstation 4 games and xbox one games got taken off of amazon's pre-order promotion mm-hmm. so that i think they like just stopped selling physical copies so that they like you couldn't take advantage of that and since the nintendo games were still available like that just gave them the boost they needed. Yeah, and that that also might be um, a reason. Obviously, we don't know. I don't know all of the uh, the workings of the the back end of Amazon. And um, we're losing yeah. too much money. I, Get I think, rid of the twenty percent off. There's probably not a singular reason. There's probably a whole host yeah. of reasons why this happened. Yeah. But it's good to see anyway because it's encouraging and it's fun. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, but what is not? I think this is this is good news. This next story is good news, but it's also kind of not good news. Uh, I don't well, like it. It's not. It's not bad news. It's just not the news I wanted. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> there is a limited edition Nintendo Switch Pro controller, which. I will say, looks sleek. Looks this clean. is yeah. It's a very very simple design. You get that white and black going on, mm. and this is sold separately and also included in the limited edition bundle in the mm. U.S. Or is that just North America in general? It might just be North America. That's in what I was thinking. They usually release it just region by region. Uh. But this is frustrating because in the Europe, in Europe, they are not getting this pro controller with the bundle, but they're getting the uh, GameCube controller and then the GameCube controller adapter and then the steelbook and the game all in one bundle. And that is the bundle that I wanted. I the wanted that also bundle. in the GameCube bundle. What? Yep. The Steelbook's also in the GameCube bundle? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I just wanted the Steelbook, and if I could get yeah. another GameCube controller, yeah, I would have been happy, but yeah. the price of the uh, Pro Controller with the game is just... It's like 150 uh, something dollars or something. Yeah, I don't like, want to like pay 150, that 150 140 Yikes. I want to say the other one with like the GameCube controller was like 100 yeah. even. So that was well, a good deal. And, and here's the thing. Like I could definitely use another Pro Controller, so this is definitely a, a good option for me. Mm. But I also want a GameCube controller and a GameCube adapter, but I'd want that more, right? Uh, I already have three GameCube controllers. So literally, I just need to buy like another 
GameCube controller and then the adapter for the Switch. Mm -hmm. And so that bundle would have been perfect. It would have been everything I wanted. Um, so I think this is a little bit confusing, but I can understand why they would want to push this product in this way. Yeah, personally, yeah. I um I don't have a pro controller yet, so I'd personally probably want to get the game, the pro controller and the steelbook bundle. Um, mm -hmm. I have uh like a Wavebird Smash controller still. Yeah. Well, I have a Wavebird GameCube controller still, and I have my adapter from Wii U. So mm -hmm. I don't really need to get that GameCube controller bundle. Yeah. Um. So like I'm more catered to the Pro Controller uh, option right. personally. But that box that you get with the GameCube controller bundle, though, ooh, it's clean. Yeah. <laughs> it's clean. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a little bit disappointing. Uh, and I would argue that this, the the real bundle is the one with the GameCube controller. It just feels more yeah. genuine. It's Smash Brothers. Everybody, it's, you gotta you play, gotta with, play the with the GameCube, GameCube controller. controller and. That's the now one you let's, let's, let's be clear. If you don't play with the GameCube controller, you're doing it wrong. No, stop. We don't like to discriminate <laughs> here. That's okay, but you're probably going to lose. So, it's going to be all about the Joy-Con on its side, man. That's what I was oh, about to yeah. say. Singular <laughs> Joy-Con, you're playing it wrong. It's only going to be. <laughs> I, I'm just like... getting like my carpal tunnel is coming back just thinking about it. I've been playing Mad Smash games just like this with a Joy-Con. <laughs> The, the crazy thing is someone would be just amazing that way. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Someone yeah. would master it. All right. I think the thing that, like, disappoints me most about this is, one, they could have just offered both bundles, you know. But the European bundle, you save $10 by buying that. Where this, I feel like... They, if you, they would have just you know, knocked ten bucks off of it, I'd be all, I'd be all for this. You're right. Yeah, I want I... another pro controller. I want that steel book. Yeah, the whole, the whole point of a bundle is you're supposed to save a little bit, right? Or at least get it in a nice package. I, you know, but I don't think Nintendo likes to give people savings because they know they're gonna buy it anyway. Mm -hmm. Like I'm pretty sure, like they have the Splatoon Switch bundle, which also came with like a, a case, you know, a travel case for your Switch. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it literally was. Like the MSRP was um, the same as all of those items combined, you know. So it's like there's no advantage other than like, oh, this is a really nice package, and I like Splatoon too. Mm -hmm. uh, I really wonder really where they get their um, statistics from on where they should put certain bundles because I know for sure all the American players are just like, why aren't we getting that GameCube controller bundle? I would buy three. So yeah. they there should must... have offered both. <laughs> Yeah, they must have some weird justification, uh, and and maybe it's not weird. Maybe it's a better justification because they are a business and they're trying to make money. So, yeah, never know. You never know. Yeah. All right. So moving on to this uh, another my Nintendo news article. Best buys Canada's Wolf Amiibo page suggests that amiibo can be used to instantly unlock characters in smash ultimate oh gosh i hope please so. no I'm, I'm all for it i'm in favor of this i'm in favor of this because mm. i don't think it's terribly important how you unlock them and if you have the amiibo it gives you an extra use right yeah um and and there's nothing saying that you have to use your amiibo to unlock it you know yeah. Um, and you're still going to be able to unlock all the characters, you know, without the amiibo. So I think, I think this is, this makes sense. It's almost expected, you know, uh, not that it was that way when, um, 
you know, Smash 4 came out, but also we were waiting on a lot of Amiibo, and now a lot of these Amiibo are already out. Um, so and this doesn't guarantee, but, I mean, it, it seems pretty explicit. So I'd be hard-pressed to find out that this wasn't the case when the game That seems like a solid feature, to be honest. And was the, uh, wasn't the Amiibo icon grayed out or, like, blurred out on the... Um, menu when they were showing the menu on the direct i think it was was it i it might have been i know in addition to the uh alleged spirits i say alleged but it seems like it's yeah. pretty guaranteed that it was you know that was the translation and i know there was one other thing that was blurred out and that mm-hmm. might have been the case and they also haven't even talked about amiibo functionality yet and i'm sure the figure player thing is going to come back but the ability to just unlock characters with Amiibo doesn't sound like that big of an issue. Like, if you want to unlock them the regular way, like just have a Smash Party and just unlock everyone naturally, that's all good. But usually, like, when people were getting their Amiibos anyway, you got the characters that you liked as an Amiibo. So if you have to wait Mm -hmm. to unlock, say, like, Mr. Game & Watch or Rob or somebody, they're probably late game, so just get them early. That way you have your character already unlocked and you're good to go. And I'm anticipating, just like in the other games, that there's going to be multiple unlock paths uh, that, like, oh, you can either do, like, a thousand versus matches or you can play through this part of the story mode or, you know. Um, so, yeah, and, and the Sandman in the in the chat is saying, please be story, please be story, please be story. And there's there's going to be a story. Uh, I think there was enough of an outcry from Smash 4 about there not being a subspace emissary. That is a beautiful amiibo. I'm all good as soon as the game launches. Tap. Got it. I'm good. That's um, all I'm saying. I got Captain Falcon. That's all I need. <laughs> the one amiibo I decided to buy. Yeah. The most important. I have a few amiibo, but they're all like... they're Animal Right now, Crossing? they're all Animal Crossing amiibo. And those ones I feel really compelled to collect because... Once Animal Crossing Switch drops, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival too. I hear you. Yeah, it's inevitable. Isabel Echo Fighter tap. (laughs) I'd be down. I'd be down with some Echo Fighters (laughs) of Isabel or Tom Nook. I think that would just be honestly because, like, I don't think it. I think you could just you know again just make a Echo Fighter. I think that would work. I think that would work. I think I I might want Isabel more than Tom Nook. Oh, for sure. She's the fan favorite. Yeah. Um The correct answer is just all of the above. Yeah. So I think I think this is a I think this is a non issue. I think this is honestly a welcome feature. Uh you don't have to use it if you want. Uh especially if you don't have amiibo, you definitely can't use it. Uh so steal your friends' amiibos. Uh, and then remember to give it back to them afterwards because we don't actually encourage stealing here <laughs> on the Breaker Arcade or the Nintendo Stuff Podcast. Uh, la, 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 la. Looks like we have one more story concerning the wonderful upcoming December release of Smash Bros. Ultimate. Random, this is coming from nintendolife.com. Smash fans thank Sakurai for adding King K rule to Ultimate. This is a nice change of pace. Finally, someone's thanking him for once. Yeah, Yeah. it's a lot of complaining (laughs) that this isn't in the game or that isn't in the game, especially with Waluigi. Um, So I hope hope Sakurai uh, sees this and I hope he's encouraged because I... 
And I, I think this tends to be true for most fandoms. The most vocal of fans tend to be the most incorrigible because the vocal ones are the ones who are complaining the most, right? Mm -hmm. and, and people who are enjoying the game, they just don't talk. They're just enjoying the game. They're enjoying what they love to enjoy. Uh, and so seeing a little bit more of a vocal... Um, just make making more noise from the more positive side of the fandom. And, mm -hmm. and so this is really, really cool. It says, uh, one group of fans... Uh, okay, Super Smash Bros. series is sustained by a passionate community with a seeming... A seemingly endless amount of requests. One group of fans, though, recently tweeted Masahiro Sakurai a drawing and a letter thanking him for adding King K. Rule to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and for being a game director who listens. Hey, so, man, that's nice. Yeah, I think this is important because obviously uh, Sakurai made a point to say, guys, I'm doing this because you guys want it. And so just saying a little bit of a thank you is like, oh, okay. It wasn't all in vain, even though Waluigi is never ending up in the game. <laughs> uh, he deserves yeah. all the praise, all of it. Yeah, he, he really does. He does a great job and, and he should be commended and, and we should continue. We should do that a, a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. And, and then a little bit more after that. Uh, and do just give people encouragement in general. I think this should be something that people practice on a daily basis is just recognizing that people are doing really cool things and then selfless things and they're not asking for recognition. Uh, mm -hmm. But it, it, it is nice when you do something and somebody compliments you or encourages you or thanks you uh, for all the things that you've done. And, uh, Game developers are no different. Moving on from Smash Bros. news, though, uh, we have a a bit of an upset, and I'll take full responsibility because I didn't play uh, this most recent Splatfest, which was Team Fork against Team Spoon, and obviously the right answer was Team Spoon, uh, mm -hmm. and which got. Uh, more votes. So mad, man. Um, so it's mad. it was a pretty close one. It was uh, forty six point eight to fifty three point two, uh, and Fork and Spoon respectively. Uh, but Fork took the solo and the team wins by a very close margin. Um, like so much so that the team disparity is less less than a percent. Like that's how that's how close it was, you know. I'm getting sick of these popular votes losing, man. They referenced it in the game. Marina was like, "Why do I keep losing? I'm on a three lose streak right now." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness." Yeah, Marina, I mean, no. <laughs> I'm I'm not surprised. I mean, it tends to be the case. Uh, it doesn't always happen. So I guess if you want to can get more wins, uh, you probably should just pick the one that you think is going to be less popular. And I usually pick the one that's more popular uh, because it's usually the more sensible choice because I'm right. Uh, and yep. spoons are more versatile mm -hmm. than forks. So all of you fork losers can get lost. Good luck eating um, your soup with a fork. 
Uh, what about sports? Goofies. Right. <laughs> so that's the real answer. It's been a while since I played Splatoon, and uh, I think I need to jump back into it pretty soon. Um, so, but this hurts my heart. This hurts my heart because obviously people who prefer forks don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but they're better at Splatoon, so. What? Yeah, what? apparently. Whatever. <laughs> so here's here's a, a cool bit of news that we mentioned. We were talking about this before the show. Uh, coming from MyNintendoNews.com. U.S. Nintendo Switch to set to surpass Nintendo 3DS with number of available games. Excuse me? They did that really fast. Yeah, Switch like, has been out for less crap. than two years. Less than two years. Switch is still fresh. Uh, but everybody's porting. Like, all the older games are getting ported. Like, you know, we just had this Nindy mm-hmm. showcase, right? Uh, <coughs> and we'll talk a little bit about that later in the show. Uh, because there were some cool games that were announced that I am very, very interested in. Um, but, yeah, like... A lot of games that were going to come to the 3DS or to the Wii U got canceled and then just got brought to the Switch. Um, and so a lot of the 3DS and Switch, they, there's a lot of crossover, especially with indie games. And then it also helps that like indie games specifically sell a lot better on the Switch compared to the other consoles and also yeah. Steam. Small games thrive on this machine, man. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a no-brainer that, like, people are just bringing all of these games to the Switch all at mm. once because they want to they wanna get in before it gets too crowded. But then they didn't think that, oh, no, it's going to get really crowded. Now, Nintendo does curate the eShop to a degree. Uh, but with mixed results, those. they need to start tightening those floodgates a little bit more, man. Yeah, I, I yeah. think like they're I, uh, they're letting too many people in, like too many uh, too many of anything in here. Yeah, like ugh, you so, gotta dig. Yeah, so I as long as you like know what to look for, and obviously Nintendo features these games in their Nindy Showcase to feature the best of the best games. Uh, and so there are ways to find them outside of going on the eShop. I think the biggest thing with that, though, is now that there are so many games, I think there needs to be an eShop overhaul, which I yeah. believe that Nintendo was yeah. looking for um, programmers and designers for the Switch UI. So I can't imagine that doesn't include uh, an eShop redesign. Um, actually I'll say this, uh, a little bit off Nintendo, but talking about storefronts, I was on the PlayStation, uh, network storefront and you guys, you guys, there, the, um, the typing interface was is the awful. Word. Yeah. The typing it's interface awful. on there is bad. It's, it's so bad. bad. I, I still it. to this day don't know why, what they were even thinking with that. Yeah. I don't know what, but they changed it. Thank you. It's it's literally just the, the keyboard now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why didn't this happen forever ago? And now I can search for things like a million times faster. <laughs> uh, and so I, I hope that Nintendo is working on improving the eShop experience. Obviously, mm-hmm. when it launched, they wanted to keep it lightweight. 
and they wanted to get it out and it be functional and speedy. Uh, but now it's filling up and that design doesn't work anymore. You know, I have to sift through hundreds of games now and, uh, and I don't just want to have to go to the best selling games because I, I imagine there are some indie gems in there that aren't talked about. Uh, yeah. should be if you're not more. checking the eShop uh, weekly and like just scrolling through like for a couple minutes every week, you're going to lose some really good stuff. Yeah, and it's, sure. but it, and it's not realistic that you, you know, that somebody is going to be able to check it consistently. There might yeah. be some people who will and uh, especially mm-hmm. uh, people, you know, younger, younger people who don't have a job and um, they can just play more games. You know, obviously when you get older and you got a job, you, you can't dedicate quite as much time. Uh, so do a little bit better with the curation and do a little bit of a redesign, uh, give us more filter options, uh, so we can find the games that the kind of games that we want. Uh, and then, and then maybe, maybe a rating system. Uh, I would love to see a rating system akin to steam where it's like it doesn't get more than I like this and I dislike it or I recommend it or I I don't recommend it, right? And then giving us something along that line. Um, Something a little vague but indicative of how many people actually enjoyed the experience and then maybe give Mm -hmm. some reviews. Uh, Maybe not – maybe they probably won't do reviews, uh, I could have swore um, Nintendo was trying to imp- implement some type of like star rating system or something um, like a while ago. I heard about something like that that they were trying to I do. I think it lasts like a week, maybe. I think they're just testing. Oh, they it tried out. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they. A lot of companies will do that where they'll just like throw in a feature, and then it, they probably won't even roll it out to any everybody. They'll just roll it out to like a, a portion of the user base to, to mm-hmm. test it out. Um, but yeah. So better design, uh, better, better pizza, Papa John's, <laughs> uh, some sort of a, a rating system, uh, oh something God. that's a little bit ambiguous, but also something mm. that's going to let me know, well, 77% of people liked this. So I should, yeah. I should give this a, I should give this a check out mm-hmm. <laughs> moving on. We have a, another story from my Nintendo news. Busy Nintendo News Week. Yeah, so I did not get a chance yet to watch this, uh, <gasps> but the rumored, the rumored uh, August Direct wasn't. Um, we did get an August Direct, but it wasn't an August Ish. Direct. Uh, yeah, so we got a mobile Direct. This was a for, shadow drop. I did not expect this one. Yeah, and they they talked about they they literally were talked about this like the day before. Yeah, they had the Nindy showcase, and then they were like, "Hey, we're gonna have this little mobile direct about this singular game for our new mobile game," and this is out of left field because, like, yeah, this isn't like, oh, it's Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem or Mario Kart, which is the last one we heard about, right? And so this is Dragalia Lost. Yep, I think that's how you Dragalia Dragalia. I think because it's not uh, because it's like an original IP. I'm actually a little more interested in it just to see like when Nintendo like develops a property specifically for mobile device, how does that turn out? Yeah. Yeah. It gives it, they're, they're not tied to any pre-existing structure mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. from, from pre-existing IPs. Um, the little bit I watched of this direct too, like 
I don't know if I'd play a lot of it, but I I'm definitely interested in actually playing this title, which right. I didn't think I would be from like the uh, announcement of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a mobile game, right? There yeah. are very few mobile games that are going to hold your attention, you know, as long as a um, a sixty dollar console title yeah. will, right? Uh, because it's all about the gameplay loop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and then at, but, at a and there's no end to it. It has to be endless because they have to monetize it and they have to keep what people. Drew playing, me playing, in though playing. was that um it actually seemed like it did have a bit of a story, um, yeah. Because like there's a whole like anime cinematic trailer for this. There's voice acting in it. Right. There's a theme song. So like that's pretty much what got me interested because mm. like Fire Emblem Heroes pocket camp mario run none of these are just straight up story driven games they're just mobile games that you can drop in and play for a little bit and that's it Mm -hmm. but this one actually has a campaign it seems like yeah it's characters with motivation so like if i could jump in free to play play this game like all the way through like base and not put any money into this game that'd be pretty cool but i feel like at some point maybe i might have to drop like maybe five dollars in to get a little bit of an edge but if I can just play through the campaign and just enjoy that, that'd be perfectly okay with me. Yeah. So there was one thing that really yeah. stood out to me in this direct too, though. Like they, they talk about multiplayer and you, so you can play like normally with three other friends. That's but crazy. then they showed special events where you can play with a whole, just a giant group of people. So I, th- I feel like there's going to be like this really great appeal there in that, like, on a spe- very special occasion, you can drop everything you're doing to play with all these people. In this yeah, man, this game has raids. Campaign, That's crazy. yeah, yeah. I love that. From from the little <laughs> bit that I watched, I was digging the gameplay. You know, it mm. looks like it looks like a lot of fun. Um, it's also it's it's fresh. You know, it's not like again like with Mario Run. I'm like, oh look, I get to play Mario, right? Um, but then also it's less fun Mario cause it doesn't feel quite as free. Yeah. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. this, I don't, I didn't have any expectations going into it. You're not comparing it to a console game. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's, it's much more free to be, um, received well, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Actually, I, this kind of reminded me of like, if you put this on the mm-hmm. Nintendo DS, it would have worked. It would have made perfect sense. Right. Right. That's the that's the way I kind of I was thinking about this. Like if this was on the DS, I would have played this. I'd play the I'd play the mess out of it, and yeah. so I'll probably still play the mess out of it just on my smartphone. Now, who, Dream I know they uh, they collaborated right with another uh, studio. Am I am yeah, I right about I that? I forgot the name of the studio, but um, apparently that studio either helped or made um other RPGs. So they already have a pretty good um pedigree okay. which, which is why this game looks so good in the first place mm. yeah so it's not just straight up nintendo it's like they actually are working with a rpg yeah. developer with this one yeah and it looks like they've got a little bit of it, it looks like it channels a little bit of fire emblem uh not so much yeah. in the uh the strategy um you know turn-based strategy kind of thing yeah yeah but i i noticed that they have like an uh an elemental triangle yeah. so there everything has advantage one thing has an advantage on something else and it's rock, mm-hmm. like rock paper scissors 
Um, so, I mean, I'm definitely, I'll definitely give this a try when it comes out. Uh, yeah, Dream Drop Sora. Um, sorry, <laughs> Dream no, Drop Sora asked in the chat, "Is it a gotcha game?" And it is um, extremely a gotcha game, a la Fire Emblem Heroes, because um, in the trailer it showed um, the base characters that you've been playing with, and then they said, "And you can also add all these characters and dragons into your party." All you have to do is go to the summoning stone and summon a character. And I was like, oh, no, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, this is but this is the business model that's going to make them a ton of money. I mean, especially yeah. in, in other markets. I, I It's why Fire Emblem Heroes is, is far and above their most successful, uh, you know. Milking that fan service. Yeah, that mobile, <laughs> that mobile gotcha. And it's even like. You know, we got you. We got you. Mm-hmm. Got your money. We got your attention. <laughs> and, um, and I like Fire Emblem Heroes. I really do. Um, and so I, I hope I enjoy this as well. Mm-hmm. Any usually any more the, thoughts on this, gentlemen? Yeah. Um, usually with like free to play games like this, there's few free to play mobile games specifically that I rarely put money into. I don't think I really put money into mobile games. Like I mm-hmm. paid for Mario Run, yeah, but that was straight up $10 flat and I don't have to pay anything else. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like free to play games. I play Fortnite and I put like $25 into that game over the course of like a year and a half. Right. But like this mm-hmm. game, it looks fun. So if it's a fun enough game on its own and then maybe they start putting in like, hey, you can get this many whatevers to get certain characters and dragons or whatever. I'll probably toss maybe like 10 20 into it like usually in my in the back of my head i'm like a regular game's like 60 dollars. so as long as i don't go over 60 dollars, i'm okay right <laughs> right <laughs> so yep. we'll see what happens with this it looks fun though yeah, for sure definitely yeah it looks like they could have did the pokemon quest model where um the one the game is also out on switch and on phone and you can cross like switch your data over because um i wouldn't mind playing this on a tv too but yeah yeah i'll take it on my phone yeah, Definitely. that would that would be cool, but I I also understand like okay, we're trying to push, and this is this is weird because this is a little bit outside of Nintendo's uh, self-proclaimed uh, original mobile strategy uh, yeah. is to draw people back to what Nintendo is doing on their consoles, whereas this is just like we're trying to make money in the mobile market, you know. Mm. Um, and having something that's exclusively on, on a mobile from Nintendo. What? What? Um, that's interesting to say the very least. Yeah. But I digress. Um, coming up next, we have a article from Nintendo Everything. We have a video, a look at the Pokedex in Pokemon, let's go, Pikachu slash Eevee. It looks slick. It looks very it does. HD. I like when you're uh, like kind of going through the overview of all the Pokemon that uses like their old retro sprites. So when you mm-hmm. click on it, you get the 3D model and it kind of moves around and you can see some of their animations too. Yeah. Like they did really good with this. It, and it's... Okay. I, I just I think this game represents more of what's to come than something that I'm initially just excited about because yeah. I'm not terribly excited about Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Um, I'm not sure I can justify spending sixty dollars on that uh, when I can only buy so many sixty dollar games uh, in a year. 
Uh, my budget <laughs> only allows for so much. Uh, so obviously at this point, it's like, oh, it's either this or Smash Bros. And I haven't even yeah. purchased Smash Bros. yet. And I'm getting you Smash get Bros. Cool. That's a non-negotiable. And then I also have to spend like $30 on a new GameCube controller and another 20 on the... What do you call it? So that's almost um, the adapter, yeah. The adapter, and so that's and almost get... another sixty dollars right there. Uh, and so if I spend sixty dollars on Pokemon Let's Go, uh, I'll be really and unless I come into money very quickly. Uh, which you know, if the universe is listening and wants to give me a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money, I will not say no. Um, so if I get the chance to get one of these games, I'll probably get Pokemon Let's Go Eevee because Eevee's better than Pikachu. Um, and uh but for now i might i might have to pass just because of budget constraints uh but mm. this game it does look prettier and better the more they show it off and it makes me excited for what they are going to do with a a main like a core core title yeah right? this is pretty much just a test a test run to be honest like this yeah. is just getting everyone visually ready I would say, like, it, you know, they, I think they called it a mainline yeah. Pokemon game, which I think is a good branding, right? Because it's it's mm-hmm. a fully-fledged Pokemon game. There's, like, mm-hmm. a few things here and there, but the battle system is intact. The whole, like, I'm walking around the overworld. It's a Pokemon game. Uh, yeah. In terms of being, like, a like a sequel or the next generation, uh, I, I feel like this is, like, um, like what's the, what was the latest generation? Are we generation 7 or 8? Uh, I want to say eight. Yeah. Who so knows this, is like, I, this feels like mid-generation, like 0. 0.5 uh, a little yeah. bit. And then obviously also uh, making that connection to Pokemon Go, which I think this will do amazing with casual audiences. Uh, this mm-hmm. game will not do poorly at all uh, just because it's a Pokemon game and then also having a, a little bit of connectivity with Pokemon Go. Uh, obviously it's going to be a great success and again the um this ui looks great it's yeah very yeah, pretty i'm just looking forward to the uh dark ghost pokemon ent- entries we get in there because they've been getting kind of more ominous as the years have gone by have you <laughs> did you yeah. play pokemon sun or moon uh mm-hmm. i i played yeah i've been playing I've been playing. It's been a while since I played Sun, and I haven't beaten it. And then I have Pokemon Y too, and I still haven't beaten that either. You guys are allowed to berate me in the chat for (laughs) to the last two generations of Pokemon and just not finishing them. Yeah, the uh, the Pokedex entries for Ghost Pokemon specifically have gotten incredibly dark. So I'm looking forward to uh, being in Lavender Town for sure. That's going to be a fun time. Haunter definitely murdered your uncle. <laughs> okay, moving on. We got. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I'm trying Run. to like, navigate the document. Um, Nintendo is launching brand new starter packs for top Switch games in North America. It comes with a free strategy guide. So each pack is available for $60, the price of the game. It looks like they are starting off with The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild starter pack, Super Mario Odyssey starter pack, and Splatoon 2 starter pack. And the only difference is that it, it comes with a strategy guide. You know, Nintendo has, has some nerve to do stuff like this, and people still buy the games maybe twice. Like, 
It's insane how this works. Yeah. It's well, so crazy to me. I imagine that mm. you can probably pick up, you know, one of these, uh, like a strategy guide outside of it, right? But like a lot of mm. people who've already played or bought these games have probably already beaten them and they probably don't feel the need for a strategy guide. Uh, this might be a push to, to sell more copies of yeah, these games. That's yeah, that's my thought, is to target the people, or incentivize people that don't already have these to pick them up now that, you know, yeah. hey, there's an extra thing in here for the $6 you were going to spend anyway. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, last time they did this, it was like around the holidays again last year when Breath of the, they had the Breath of the Wild Travelers thing, and then um, you said they also have a Splatoon one out now too? Uh, these strategy packs? He said it was uh, Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, and Splatoon. Yeah, so yeah. they none of them have released yet. They will release uh, – they're scheduled for the 28th of September. So around okay. the end of September, but, um, he's going to be released. Yeah, last holiday they did the uh, special thing with the guide for Breath of the Wild. So like if people were getting switches during Christmas or Black Friday or whatever, they can just get their kid or themselves the, the guide version. So it comes with like a cool little poster and like an extra yeah, guidebook. Yeah. So that actually helps out um, new buyers for sure. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think that might partially probably be the, the target demographic <laughs> is is younger kids who who maybe aren't as good at games and so giving them like a little booklet that they can look through um and just you know uh so so they can actually get through a game like breath of the wild or super mario odyssey uh without yeah, yeah. getting stuck specifically those, games, those moons though i imagine splatoon 2 uh it probably has got a strategy guide for the the single player um yeah this this makes a lot of sense uh i'm not sure necessarily if this will like move a lot of units necessarily uh but mm. having a little bit of a different packaging a little bit of a, a rebranded um look and these these games have sold incredibly uh, yeah breath of the wild between the wii u version and the uh, switch version has sold over 10 million it is now the best selling zelda game and it deserves it deserves it and it's still selling um, Almost makes you surprised people are still even buying it because no one like you'd think everyone would play it by now, but oof, yeah. apparently not. Uh, and if if any of you visit VG charts, uh, I wouldn't take um, everything on VG charts as gospel, uh, but it does give every it, it does gives you uh, a, an overview and an, a general idea of how games are doing. And, and I was checking it earlier. And so uh, the week of the 21st, July 21st, uh, the top 10 games uh, worldwide uh, sellers, uh, nine of them are Switch games. Yeah. And then the other one's God of War. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> God of War. Um, so I mean, and then one of them is okay. So we got we got Project Octopath, Mario Kart Eight, uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, Drum and Fun. I can't wait. The fact that Taiko no Tatsujin is up there, right? And it's probably mostly Japan. Getting carried yeah. in Japan. No, right? that's like all in Japan. <laughs> oh, because I don't think it's released. It's not released. It comes in the out in November US. here. So, so it's probably got some legs. Hopefully, oh, it does wait. well uh, in the U.S. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Uh, That's surprising. Mm-hmm. Sonic Mania, Super Mario Odyssey, Splatoon 2, and then Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I've never seen a Zelda game 
with such good legs, you know, that it's just, it, it is over a year and a half since that game released, you know, still quality. and, and yeah. it's still selling like this, you know, it reminds me of, uh, to a lesser degree of how, you know, Grand Theft Auto five is just still like when there's like, oh, a, it's still up there. <laughs> yeah. When there's not, when there's not like a week where there's like a bunch of new releases, sometimes Grand Theft Auto will like, just sneaks his way back up, back there. up into the top 10. Um, goodness gracious. Uh, but I digress. And uh, let's see. Let's see. Upcoming cloud saves coming from NintendoEnthusiast.com. The upcoming cloud saves for Nintendo Switch are automatic and transferable. Bless. Bless. Finally, this is really great news. This is great news. We just, I mean, this is something that I anticipated would come. And, and would be part mm-hmm. of the functionality of cloud saves. But it's really nice to get confirmation about this. The fact that they're automatic is great. Uh, because I know on PlayStation Network, you have to manually go in and upload your, your saves to the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that these they're automatic, I wonder if they'll, you'll be able to toggle them. Or maybe there's a limit to how much cloud storage you get for your saves. Um, so maybe you can only do it for like a hundred games or something like that. I don't know. A hundred games, maybe not. Um, but maybe there is no limit and it's just, okay, whatever you need uh, is what you get. And then if you log in on another switch, you know, with this specific user, then you can use that data and download it. Uh, also, that means we're not going to be losing our data. You know, so Bless. if you bust yeah. your switch and you have to send it to get it fixed, currently what happens is they send it back and you lose all your save data. Yay! All that archived oh, data that... on the switch is just it's it's gone. Or when that this... inevitable uh, switch two comes out, we find we have an easier way to get our data back instead of having to do a weird transfer app situation. Look at you, three DS. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, so this is this. So it says this information comes from a few statements by um, a gentleman from uh, Blizzard Entertainment, Matt Cedarquist, and I might have butchered that, but that's what we're gonna go with. Uh, turns out the cloud save feature will be quite seamless. Save data will automatically be uploaded to the cloud with no input from the user. Uh, so yeah, this is great. I mean, it says right here, for instance, my my Steam save data is automatically sent to the cloud, which is true, but it also gets really annoying sometimes when I'm trying to close an application. It's like, oh, uploading slave, and I have to wait a few seconds when... Um, so I hope... Oh, I hope... <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do... There's a part of me that hopes that I, you can toggle this on and off. And then you like can where you can just manually. go in and manually, yeah. Yeah, instead of having it all uploaded. Because sometimes you might not care. But uh, I, I imagine that even if that was the case, most people wouldn't go through the trouble to turn it on manually. Um, and uh, I probably wouldn't either, but it's nice to have a, it's nice to have a feeling of control over what yeah. you're doing. So good on you, Nintendo. We're finally getting those online services that we've been asking for for so long uh and it's finally coming uh and we're getting nintendo on nintendo switch online very very soon the second half of september so that means we're 
we're possibly two weeks away from Nintendo Switch Online, uh, which that means you guys need to all get your wallets ready to dish out $20 for a year or a family plan for $35 a year. So if you oh, want to man. get all your friends together seven friends. Uh, and just <laughs> pool your money together, um, that seems like uh, a really uh, a cost-effective alternative, even though $20 a person is nothing. Nothing. Mm. Pocket so, change. Uh, and I've said this before. I don't think that it'll stay at $20 forever. I think they will eventually raise it. Probably as they add more content and more functionality to the service itself, specifically mm-hmm. as they add more games, maybe the, oh, here's all the Super Nintendo games and we're going to up it to $30 a year and here's N64 games and we're going to up it to $40 a year, you know, in a few years. So who knows how that's going to work out. Uh, but as of now, it is, it is, it is pretty, pretty cheap. Can't wait to play Super Mario Brothers 3 for the fifth time. Oh, yeah. Mm. So finishing off our primarily Nintendo news, uh, we need to talk about this Nindies presentation. People call it a Nindies Direct, um, but I think that's misleading because it's not a Direct and it's you weren't we weren't going to get any, anything yeah. other than indies here they were treating it as a part two to be honest actually they referenced the one that happened in uh, the uk oh really yeah i watched it and i don't remember them saying that oh well that's just me well they call it highlights this was a showcase they're different right uh (laughs) but i was i was totally like this was this was a hype Nindy showcase. There was very hype Nindy showcase. Uh, they announced Into the Breach for the Switch, and then it was out right then uh, from the makers of FTL and Faster Than Light. I'm a huge FTL fan. Uh, I've never actually finished a campaign. I've gotten to the end so many times, uh, but I've never, never beaten it. Uh, Hyper Light Drifter Special Edition, more, a lot of these already released indies, again, coming to the Switch, and they're probably going to sell like gangbusters, and all these studios are going to get a nice fat paycheck, and it's going to help them develop new games. Uh, it's going to be so hollowing out all over again. A lot <laughs> of these games seem like they're really quality. I would expect nothing less from the FTL devs uh, into the breach if you're into strategy games turn-based especially turn-based strategy games i was like oh this is right up my alley fire emblem advanced wars it's it just seems like a a little bit of that and then like a more of an isometric view and i'm a fan and i i almost if i could justify spending 15 dollars on this right now um but i'm going into frugal mode um but if I could justify spending $15, I would have picked that up the other day uh, when it was announced. Uh, Towerfall. Have you guys played Towerfall before? I've seen it. I haven't played it. Okay. Um, it was funny. When I was watching Towerfall, I'll say this. Uh, when I was watching Towerfall, I looked at it. And I'm like, you know, this gives me... I've never watched this game before. I know I, I've heard about it. I, but I've never watched it play... Uh, played before and and it gives me samurai gun vibes 
And I'm a, I'm a big fan of Samurai Gun. And then they announced Samurai Gun 2 in the same presentation. And I freaked out. I freaked out. It was amazing. I'll talk a little bit more about Samurai Gun 2 in just a moment. And I, and I might have a story for you guys. Um, because that is a very significant game. I've heard game. you guys might like that a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Paul, have you played Samurai Gun? Nope. I didn't even know there was a Samurai Gun Gun One, to be honest. Well, it's a it, it was a pretty niche game. The fact that it got into this uh, Nindy showcase, uh, that's a lot of publicity, and I hope it takes off on the Switch because I will be picking this up day one, day one on the Switch. You better believe it. And it's Logan's like, not that excited. He doesn't like well, it that much. Well, I think I want to say, and I'm gonna look this up really quick. I want to say that the original Samurai Gun. Um, was like only on oh it was on ps4 as well no ps4 okay it was on ps4 but i played it Hmm. on on windows uh but it is a local it's a local game uh primarily so the fact that it's on the switch like this is the platform that it needs to be on to succeed right um to to Hmm. really really succeed not that it didn't succeed um oh no Samurai Gun was only on Windows and OS X. Uh, it oh, it has useful. a planned PS4 and PlayStation Vita works, but that might... I, I wouldn't be surprised if that get, gets canned now that Samurai yeah. Gun 2 is out. That might just get released. Um, so yeah, it, it, never, it, it never had the proper environment to, to really shine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess since I'm already talking about it, Samurai Gun's really significant for me uh, because it coincided with Lil Al Logan being a miserable, miserable person and having his heart broken. And it offered me relief uh, and also community. So uh, I was with friends, uh, specifically Brandon and our friend Joe. And Joe put on Samurai Gun and we played it. It's a very simple game. There's, it's, it's literally, okay, you have your samurai sword and you can attack in the air and you can wall jump and do this, all this other stuff. And then you have a gun with like, I think three bullets mm-hmm. uh, and that resets every time you die. And so it's just like, it's like a death match, right? And so you just keep going until somebody gets, and each of the matches are really, really quick. Like they're, they're usually no longer than like a minute and a half. There's no timer. It's just, it happens so quickly and it's, it's a one hit kill every time. So you hit someone, mm-hmm. they're dead. Uh, you score a point. They hit you, you're dead. They score a point. Um, and so it's this, it's this quick paced action um game that just never stops and so for some so a combination of me being a sad boy being with friends and then just having this hysterical game it's it's funny it's funny and i don't think it tries to be funny and 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 this isn't a negative either this is because it's just so quick It, it caught me off guard and i have never laughed harder in my life than i was playing when i was playing samurai gun uh with friends uh so Mm -hmm. anybody who's in the market for a local multiplayer game that you are gonna enjoy the heck out of and that it's accessible to everybody samurai gun 2 
please, please, I I beg of you, pay attention to this game. I'm surprised this game got a sequel drop on Switch, and like, if it has as small as an audience as you say it does, I'm surprised they didn't also drop like the first one, like the day of the the direct too, well, just to draw in some people. Well, from what I can see, it looks uh, Samurai Gun was not an extensive game. It was it was very bare bones, like, but mm. the core of it was executed so well. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Samurai Gun Two is more is like pretty much the same, other than adding features and 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 just fleshing out what Samurai Gun was. Uh, so it may not be necessary or even desirable to port. Uh, the original game. It it might just be, um, you know, uh, best just to release Samurai Gun 2 and, and just have that be the experience. Um, yeah, look out for this game. Look out for this game. Buy this game. It's, it's going to be a riot. It's going to be amazing. <coughs> and, and you better believe it. I'm going to be buying this game and we're going to be streaming it. And we're going to be covering it. At least I know I'll be covering it. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be a good time. Uh, now that I'm done talking about Samurai Gun 2. Woo! Sold um, it. <laughs> uh, treasure Stack. Um, this one. Falling Block Puzzles. I'm into those kind of games. I'm a huge Tetris fan myself. Uh, so this one is just kind of up my alley. Uh, I I didn't think too much about it. It was like, oh, another another puzzle game. So uh, I have some uh, input on this one. I actually have played Treasure Stack already. Okay. Um, I was at uh, Anime Central um, back in May, and they had an indie games area, and the devs for Treasure Stack were there, and uh, I got to play uh, the game and also play against some of the devs in a couple matches at Treasure Stack, and... Um, they said they took heavy inspiration from Wario Woods, if you've ever uh, seen okay, that game before, yeah. where uh, you're not controlling just the blocks, you're controlling the character that's moving the blocks around and yeah. you're doing lots of platforming and stuff like that. And then they uh, toss in the grappling hook, because who doesn't love a game with grappling hooks? Right, right, right. So uh, they basically just wanted to make a game that's fun, simple, and also um, intense enough where they can, it can be like a bit of a competitive type of thing, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's a super fun game. Um, lots of um, customization options all um, like aesthetically they don't really change how the character plays mm-hmm. like there's like mm-hmm. like 30 something different character models and like 50 something different hook tips so like super super great game I was asking them like back in May I was like is this game coming to Switch and they were like I don't know it might and I was like it's coming to Switch and it's, it's coming, coming to Switch, Switch. and it was in a showcase too so good for them to yeah, actually yeah. getting that publicity so that's going to be great yeah uh, next, uh, they talked about a game called Zarvant, and I think this game had game been revealed previously, but it launches first, uh, on Nintendo Switch in October. Yeah. It's a game about cubes, and it looks, it looks, the gameplay looks solid, it looks, um, very visually unique, uh, it stands Banana apart, can. especially from other, like, voxel games, right? Um, and... Yeah, it looks a lot of fun. I I, I interacted with the, uh, one of the they think the so, solo dev. I think it might be one guy. I might be wrong about that though. So um, don't take my word for it. Uh, and yeah, 
it's it, it looks very charming. It's all about cubes and friends and and, and a banana and with a gun. Stuff. Banana gun. And a banana gun. Because who doesn't <laughs> love a good banana gun? That was like something I did when I was in like preschool. So obviously <laughs> I have I have a history with banana guns. <laughs> Uh, Maneko's <laughs> Night Market. I was very, very, very stunning. into this one. Because it was very, it. like, it looks like a life sim, but then also, like, uh, like you're, you're have a, you have a market, and you're managing a business, and, uh, it, I, and it just, again, it looked very charming. It just, um, speaks to the weeb in me. <laughs> yeah it's got a very distinct visual style uh, i think this is one i'll definitely keep, definitely keep my eye on um definitely one of the more uh interesting of the yeah. bunch that being said all the games that were shown here look very well uh polished and they look yeah. uh like they have a lot of personality <laughs> and um yeah so I think I'll look at this um, one. Have like hand drawn, non sprite based art styles for me as of recently have been big draws. So this game for sure got my attention right away. Yeah, mm. art style. Uh, and then obviously there's Samurai Gun Two, um, and I'll just say this: it says here that the Samurai Gun Two features a new adventure mode. Uh, classic versus mode returns with up to four players. Um, so again, I. As I was saying, it's probably just Samurai Gun, uh, more more fleshed out and and more of an experience. Maybe hooking in the initial purchase with that adventure mode, giving you a little bit of a single player experience. Uh, but the multiplayer is where it's at. Multiplayer, it's where it's at. I'm gonna Paul. We're we're all gonna get together um, before Samurai Gun because Samurai Gun Two doesn't launch until 2019. So we got mm-hmm. a few months, and I'm going to make sure that we all get together um, and play Samurai Gun before that happens. Sounds uh, and good to Hopefully, me. stream it as well because that'd be a lot of it, uh, a lot of fun. Next game is a uh, Bullet Age, uh, and I don't remember this one as much. Um, yeah, it looks kind of. Uh... Like following Samurai Gun, it looked kind of like oh another uh, side scroller with a uh, like bullet hell type stuff. Yeah, action mm-hmm. hack and slash. So that one might get a little buried. Looks fun, but it might it might get buried. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean we'll that being it. said, I hope that all these games uh, are good and that they all succeed. And I think they have a good chance of succeeding, especially if they're in the Indies showcase. Uh, the, the World Next Door, influenced by anime, uh, The World Next Door is a story-driven game that follows a rebellious teenage girl trapped in a parallel world inhabited by magical creatures. Players will meet and develop friendships with an eclectic cast of characters by means of a reputation system, which features a branching dialogue uh, based on player choice. Another uh, game with an interesting uh, art style that drew me in a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one, this one looks pretty... Pretty good as well. Yeah, that's the one with the puzzle that. battle system, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that seems really so interesting. It's very. Um, what's the what Candy Crush? Um, yeah. Some there's like other. That. There's other. I've played other games like these. It's a tried and true system. 
so if you're not into games where you're trying to match three of the same tile or orb or whatever it is and, and have them disappear, you know, uh, this mm-hmm. game might not be for you. But again, if you're into this kind of game, and I, I, I am, uh, but it's definitely not uh, too high on my list. Uh, it looks like there is a two-player local multiplayer, which would be a shame if there wasn't local multiplayer on a Switch game. Uh, yeah. It's almost like, <laughs> okay, oh, maybe there's not one in your game. Maybe we should make one because we're bringing it, we're bringing it to Switch. Uh, this one, this next one, I was I was very interested in. Level Head, right? Oh, so, that ad was great. That, yeah. yeah great. So it's like this... Um, it's a platformer, a co-op platformer, and then you can build the levels, right? You can design the levels, but you can do it simultaneously with your friends on the same console. Why was this not a feature in Super Mario Maker? Speaking of Super Mario Maker, this literally just made me think, where's Super Mario Maker on Switch? Like, I feel like the indie beat Nintendo to the Maker's on switch so this is probably going to give us a good example of how that's going to go yeah i think honestly i think this game just might do that well just because super mario maker is not currently on the switch yeah it'll scratch that itch um so content can be shared with all players on all platforms that also support level head including pc ios and android uh so this game is on ios and android uh, and I think that's interesting because you already have that touchscreen interface. So I wonder if you could have like a bunch of people with switches, you know, everybody has their own switch and you're all playing just handheld mm-hmm. uh, and everybody's, I, I hope that it supports, um, oh, it does. It says uh, a robust level maker using both touchscreen and traditional controls. Uh, so that's, that's awesome. Uh, maybe Nintendo was holding back on super Mario maker to give this game a little room to breathe. Um, uh, but I also don't anticipate that Nintendo will integrate the co-op into Super Mario Maker or Super Mario Maker 2 if we, if that's even coming, coming, I think it would be a waste, a waste if we didn't get Super Mario Maker on the Switch considering Super Mario Maker was on the Wii U and nobody played it because nobody played the Wii U and so, (laughs) um, there's two other games, King of the Hat uh which i i don't when was the release date for this uh i early early 2019, 2019. a lot Smash of these later ones are early that, early so. 2019 party fighters are gonna have a hard time yeah yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be rough so they just have to find ways to differentiate you know themselves you have to have really right. awesome hats that's the that's the secret right it's uh, all about that uh, and then they talked about Untitled Goose Game, which the is best not game. the official title. <laughs> no, I hope it is. It I is. think that <laughs> would be hysterical if they kept yes. it as, here's it Untitled be. Goose Game. Uh, it kind of goes <laughs> in the same way. It's it's just as good as, like, Ghost Simulator, right? It's just as generic. Mm. Um uh, and then they touched on a bunch of other indie games that uh, I think were already previously announced for the most part. There was Maybe- one that was a standout, and that was Bastion. 
Yeah, uh, so oh, yeah, Bastion. Yeah, yeah. Bringing Bastion, that was cool. That came out on um, and Transistor too, same team. Yeah, the Messenger looks really good, but they've talked yeah, talked yeah. about that before. Wasteland Two, uh, I'm interested in that because Wasteland and Wasteland Two, well, Wasteland Two specifically, uh, well, both games, uh, those are spiritual successors to the original Fallout games. Uh, so oh. if you like hard, like really intricate, um, like classic RPGs um, and also post-apocalyptic settings. Uh, Wasteland 2 Director's Cut is coming on September 13th. Undertale on September 18th. Lightfinger mm. September 20th. Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. Sorcery? Sorcery? Sword? Sorcery. Sorcery. Okay, I was like, I'm, I, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, EP coming out in October. Jackbox Party Pack! Five. If you guys haven't played any of the party packs, uh, Jackbox games, they're just a blast. Get together with your friends. Get like 15 people over at your house so and just great. have a blast. Um, Transistor, uh, which I think who developed Transistor? What was their previous game? Was that Bastion? Was that the Bastion developers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's coming to Switch. Desert Child uh, coming in December. Dragon Marked for Death uh, coming December. That game's on my radar. 13th. Yeah, um, and why? Why is that? Tell us a little bit about that. Because um, it's a it's like an anime looking side scroll beat 'em up type of thing. Four different characters to choose from. Uh, I think it has local multiplayer, um, so that's like a huge draw. So like yeah. just the aesthetic draws me in for sure. I've been keeping an mm-hmm. eye on that one since they revealed it like earlier this year in another Nindy Direct. So it's good yeah. that it has a date now. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the Nintendo portion of the Nintendo Stuff podcast. Though, uh, we still got some Nintendo Switch news going on here from third parties. Uh, from my Nintendo news, I'm so excited about the possibility of this. Uh, Bandai Namco says, we'll think about the possibility of Soul Calibur 6 on Nintendo Switch. Bring Link back! Yes! Yes, Link yes, yes. Okay, so I am not a huge fighting game fan, right? When it comes to mm-hmm. fighting games, I like platform fighters, specifically Super Smash Bros. Uh, but there are not a lot of tr- more traditional fighting games that tickle my fancy like Soul Calibur does. Uh, and it's not just because Soul Calibur 2 featured Link uh, on the GameCube. It's just because that game, those games are so smooth. Yeah, it's a clean series. Yeah, sure. and then like the whole dynamic between like it being like like a two D fighter, but it's also three D, right? Because you're you're able to move around each other. So I think that added like third dimension, but while still maintaining kind of uh, the essence of a two D fighter, but then mm. also just having super smooth controls. Um, and obviously, it, I can't imagine that Soul Calibur Six is going to be any different in that regard. I think it's going to be super good. And oh my gosh, I think it'll come. I think what'll happen is they'll hit up panic button and panic yeah. button be like, "Yeah, we got it." Uh, because like, Sorry. like if fighters aren't <laughs> intensive games, right? So they can dedicate mm-hmm. more resources to making it look pretty. Uh, it's, it'll have to have a visual downgrade, but I imagine that they'll probably um, they'll find a way. Uh, mm-hmm. they'll find a way. I think we're going to get Soul Calibur 6, and I think that'd be a huge deal, and I would buy the heck out of that on my Switch. Because right I now, I, I'm not really back. thinking about buying it, but if it came to Switch, uh, that's one of the few 30-party games that I'm like, I definitely want this on my Switch. 
because I want to be able to play on the go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is the uh, second game I think uh, Nam- Bandai Namco has, like, put a little, like, flag on where it's like, if you, uh, I don't know, we'll think about it. If you guys want it that bad, we'll put it on Switch. And we're just like, just put it on Switch. Don't make us We're going to buy it. Just take our money. Exactly. It's like, just do it, man. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a no-brainer at this point. If you put games on the Switch, people will buy them. <laughs> Especially when they launch uh, at least not too long after uh, they launch on Xbox One and PS4. Yeah. Talking yeah. about more games coming to the Switch and being a success coming from my Nintendo news, Bethesda says that all their Nintendo Switch games have proved to be hugely popular. That's amazing news. Yeah. That's yeah. very positive. So Bethesda's Pete Hines recently spoke with IGN and told them the following, uh, according to just, I guess, games in general. We're um, uh, talking about Skyrim. Uh, it was hugely popular. All the stuff that we did, I think folks enjoyed and appreciated uh, all the stuff. Yeah, uh, And we wanted to make sure to say right up front that this is a title we want to bring to Switch and we think it's going to be an awesome experience. I wonder how much Skyrim has sold on the Switch. Enough. I'm sure enough. They've, surprisingly they've, enough. Yeah, I'm I'd be surprised if they uh they're sitting at headquarters just you know counting all their money, you know. Yeah, and yeah. it probably didn't have to sell gangbusters to to turn like a profit for that port considering obviously Skyrim is an old mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't have to make too many concessions. Kind of the one on Switch is kind of like a hybrid between the special edition and and the more classic uh, visual design for Skyrim, uh, which I think is great. I think if I ever find Skyrim on Switch for like thirty bucks, I'd buy that for Switch. Yeah, uh, Friday, I, boys. Yeah, uh, but I don't currently have it, uh, and I've never played through that game. But I've played. I've put plenty of hours into Skyrim. Uh, but it's mostly like playing through the beginning of the game like three or four times because I never actually have uh, a copy consistently. Uh, yeah. So give, um, I'll still be where I'm, I still look out for that game every once in a while. Like, Oh, is there a sale coming? Huh? You know, cause I don't necessarily want to pay $60 for a game that old. Um, but uh, obviously we got Doom Eternal coming pretty soon Amazing uh, news. on Switch. And, and uh, again, I, I think um, I, need to, I still need to play Doom 2016. Though Same. I probably won't play that on my Switch. Um, I probably get it a lot cheaper on Steam when it's on yeah. sale. It was on sale one time and then I didn't have any money. And I was like, no. Uh, but I have enough games to play. Uh, Spider-Man's coming out in a week. Uh, so I'm, I don't, I don't feel that compelled to buy any more games because I got enough on my plate as it is. Uh, but those are showing that it can be, it's, it's like it was willing to put its foot in the switch pool and they're actually just being one of these big triple A third party developers where they're just like, Hey, switch is cool with us. We're willing to support it. Does, does that mean we're going to get uh, the next, uh, big Bethesda games like um, whatever Sky uh, Elder Scrolls Six or what is, whatever one it is coming up next, mm. and Starlink and those other big games are they going to come to Switch? Who knows? Hopefully they can Do probably crank them out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I was watching. Uh, if you guys are familiar with Boogie Two Nine Eight Eight, 
um, I'm a big fan of him and I was watching a video and he was talking about uh, the Switch and talking about reasons why, hey, here's reasons why you should buy the Switch and here are the games you would enjoy. If you don't enjoy this game, you, you wouldn't enjoy this game, uh, but you should check it out and the Switch is totally worth it. Um, some of his commentary I disagreed with. Uh, I, I actually really, really am very much against the comparison of uh, Breath of the Wild and Skyrim. I think it's yeah. silly. It's like, oh, Breath of the Wild is kind of like Skyrim. Oh, because it's an open world game? Then you have a sword? What? No. <laughs> um, but uh, I, di- I digress. And um, I think... And he, what I say this because he mentioned how Switch uh, doesn't have the third-party support, right? Which I think is a little bit silly because it doesn't have the third-party support that PS4 and Xbox One has. Uh, but compared to the third-party support that, like, the most of Nintendo's consoles have had, like, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're getting Bethesda games and consistently Bethesda games, like, we're getting, you know, Wolfenstein. We got Wolfenstein 2. Uh, we got Doom. We got Skyrim. We're getting Doom Eternal. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get some Fallout on Switch eventually. Can we get like a, a Fallout 3 uh, New Vegas pack? Because uh, I'd play the heck out of those games on my Switch. I love those games. Um, I need to revisit New Vegas. I've been pl- making a playthrough and I haven't touched that game in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely all the that. games that uh, Bethesda's actually tossed on the Switch and how well they've done, it makes you wonder why like developers even have the nerve to even mention, oh, we'll bring this game to the Switch if it if we think it's gonna do well enough. It's like right. Bethesda said. Bethesda said. So right. and so and so now now the 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 normal reaction is like, oh, why if we can bring this to the Switch, we should because we'll yeah. make money. And and mm. who's gonna say no to to another source of revenue and it's like oh yeah they just port the game you know and mm-hmm. if not you just have to get panic button for the game i, I wonder they, how much, uh, I I wonder how much panic button people. has grown uh recently just hiring people i'm sure it's about time games. to like open up a even larger studio add on like a whole branch full yeah. of little cubicles yeah. <laughs> yeah they 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 have a potential to grow that studio quite a bit in the next few years <laughs> Um, they just need to rebrand to the Switch Wizards. Yeah, but then they would be limiting themselves. They don't want to do that. I think they do a panic that, button because everybody's like, we got to get it on the Switch. <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> panicking and like, bing, hit the button. And they're like, okay, it's ported now. <laughs> um, okay, next we got uh, oh, the Sega Ages games have been delayed on Nintendo Switch. Um, those of you looking forward to Second Ages, Sonic the Hedgehogs, and Thunder Force 4 will sadly have to wait a few weeks. I know, I know you were all wanting to play Sonic the Hedgehog after Sonic Mania released, uh, because all you young chillins have never played the original Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, uh... I'm being fear not. It's obviously. not going to take too long. Sega cranks out Sonic the Hedgehog one through three like Nintendo does with Mario three mm-hmm. and 
So yeah. it's okay. <laughs> I think, I mean, and honestly, the original Sonic the Hedgehog is obviously the roughest because, you know, they were still figuring things out and then they made improvements mm-hmm. with the second and third games. Uh, I, I grew up on those games. Uh, we had a Sega Genesis growing up. So we had Sonic one, Sonic two and Sonic three. And I currently have a copy of Sonic one and Sonic two. And I would love to get Sonic three and Sonic and Knuckles and also Sonic spinball. Because uh, Sonic Spinball is also a blast. Yeah, it is. Um, so I will definitely be uh, picking up some of these Sonic um, classic Sonic games to put right next to Sonic Mania. I should probably beat Sonic Mania first, though, because uh, it's not—they're not long games, you know. Especially Sonic Mania is like you know it's trying to be a classic Sonic game, so it might be a little bit longer, uh, but not not by much. Um. Again, more classic games. Thank you very much. Uh, this I didn't even know about this. I didn't even look at this until now. Uh, the Binding of Isaac: Repentance has been announced. I'm, I'm a surprised huge you weren't of, freaking out about this. I, if you if you were looking at my face, maybe like five minutes ago, it lit up like this. Because <laughs> I looked at it, and I, I was mean, like, that could be oh. anything with you, though. That could be anything. It, it could be anything, but this <laughs> is significant. Uh, for reference. On Steam, I have put 450 oh hours into Binding so of Isaac really Rebirth. Like Binding of Isaac, okay. And and then on my Switch, I've put in another like 200 hours. And honestly, that's pretty tame compared to other people's playthroughs. Pretty yeah. tame. So I've never played Binding of Isaac, but I've seen <laughs> lots of people play Binding of Isaac. I know it's bad. But um, did Binding of Isaac even end on a spot where they could even make a sequel? Or is it just open? I They I just keep know. going and going. The it's game just, is so open-ended because it's a... Um, uh, it's it's a roguelike, right? And so like the idea is game, that... It's isn't it? Yeah. And, and, yeah. But there, the progression's really interesting because once you like beat it the first time, then you unlock... Uh, more floors so the game gets a little bit longer and then you unlock certain items that you can use in playthroughs and and so beating that game is literally like a hundred percenting it and getting every uh achievement that's that's beating binding of isaac uh, if you okay. could ever beat it. Uh, that's the claim to fame. All the people like, I did it. I finally got all the achievements, you know. Um I'm not I'm not quite like that. I just I think it's it's I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, it mm-hmm. gives me a challenge, uh, especially when I first started playing it. There's there's a little bit of a, a learning curve and it's pretty difficult. Though it, it does start off easier and as you play it more, uh they ramp up the difficulty as you uh, achieve certain milestones. Uh, so it's like, oh, it's getting too easy. And then they throw in like harder bosses. And then there's also like the hard mode, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So if you're playing on normal and then you're like, oh no, I gotta, you know, I'm I'm too good at it now. Then you go to the hard mode and you have to play it on hard mode and, and complete uh, every boss with every character uh, and, and do, you know, complete a certain amount of floors within a certain amount of time to gain access to hidden floors with hidden bosses. that are So it's pretty much like an evergreen type of game. You can just keep jumping in as much as you, okay. People, people will put thousands and thousands of hours into Binding of Isaac and, and it's, it's such a well-executed game, specifically the remake. Um, cause the original one was running on flash, uh, and it, and it, 
it's it's a little bit rough, but they got around to remaking it with like C plus, uh, and and it runs beautifully. So we don't know if this is this. I don't anticipate this is going to be another just Binding of Isaac roguelike game. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't anticipate it, it might be a, another spin off because they're yeah. they're currently uh, developing a spin off called the Legend of Bumbo and Bumbo is a a like a character slash item that you can get a passive like upgrade that you can get in in Rebirth, um, but it'd be interesting to see if they like evolved the gameplay. So that's that's the justification I could see for like a sequel. Yeah. Uh, and with the naming scheme, it might be a sequel. It might be another roguelike. Maybe they've added some new elements and new controls, which make it a little bit more intricate. I don't know. Because uh, I know um, this weekend, since it's PAX East, I remember on, on their Twitter, they actually said um, they just put the title and they were like PAX East. So maybe like today or this weekend, there's going to be some gameplay tossed up uh, where they're talking more about it. So Yeah, it says sure. here PAX West. Or PAX West, I yeah. mean. Uh, so I will be, oh, I am definitely going to, I'm anxious for this now. I didn't mm. think there would be another game right now that I'd be anxious mm. for, but like, I think I'm kind of tearing up. I'm kind of like, oh no, I want to cry. Cause I'm, this is very, very exciting news. Mm. Uh, if you're a fan of Binding of Isaac, um, if you're, even if you're not, I would say look into it. And and Switch is a, a perfect fit for that game. I, I went ahead and I purchased the uh, physical copy. 40 bucks, all the DLC, and then we, you know, even after, like, they released the latest DLC, they had, like, booster packs. And so I think the game is finally done. Like, they're done mm-hmm. adding content, finally, after so many years that this game has been out. Um, it's, it's, oh, wow. There's so much content in that game. So Binding of Isaac, check it out. Binding of Isaac Repentance. Let's get some hashtags going on and get on the hype train because I'm so ready. Uh, Mega Man X is dependent on the success of Mega Man 11 coming from NintendoEverything.com. Uh, Mega Man 11 is looking pretty good as it is, but they were talking about a- another Mega Man X game. Uh, and the fact that this uh, is even being talked about is is interesting, uh, considering Mega Man 11 hasn't released yet. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll purchase Mega Man 11, but it looks like they're trying with Mega Man 11. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we could see another Mega Man X game and... With I mean, the... look at the next headline with this too, because those two kind of go together. Um, Capcom's goal with Mega Man 11 is to create a new benchmark for the next 10 years of Mega Man games. Yeah, so 10 years. Oof. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty cool. And what do they mean by like benchmark? Like a new standard? Like oh, now we don't want to go back to the old meant. video, the old Mega Man games because Mega Man 11 is just that much better. Um, I don't know how much has changed uh, it with Mega Man 11 other than its visuals. I'm glad mm. they went ahead and they updated the visuals because with Mega Man 9 and 10, obviously, were released like in like 2008 and 2010, I believe, uh, respectively. Uh, but Mega Man uh, 11, they were like, okay, okay, I guess this, if we're going to keep doing Mega Man, right, uh, then it needs to be, it needs to push forward. Uh, Gotta get what's hip with the kids. Right. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs to remain relevant. Uh, they're not reinventing the wheel so much, but they are moving the franchise forward, at least visually. I'll be interested in seeing how it's received. Um, and then hopefully they can give uh, Mega Man X that that same kind of treatment. And maybe even more so. Maybe even more so. Uh, other than just like, oh, look, he's like an updated visual design. So we will have to see. Uh, I will, I'm definitely still keeping my eye on Mega Man 11. And again, I'm all down for success of, mm-hmm. of you know, developers. So if they develop this game and it's, it's, it's a well-designed game, uh, then, then please, this is... Um, this is something that uh, is long overdue. Mm-hmm. And for our final story of the evening from NintendoLife.com, Telltale admits its game engine has let fans down in recent years. Thank God um, they noticed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, isn't the the final season of um, Walking, Dead, Walking yep. Dead based on it's a new engine? Uh, and yeah, you can definitely see it. Yeah, like, the visuals are so much, so much cleaner and more modern. Um, and I haven't gotten to playing through uh, the first few seasons of uh, The Walking Dead. I started playing the first season one time and I like story driven games where you have choices. I'm really into that. Uh, so I think once it comes to switch, I think that might just give me the reason to play through these games finally. I'd highly recommend playing through Walking Dead Season 1. I played through that, like, years ago, and I was mm-hmm. I made the mistake of playing through it on my living room TV at the moment at my, at my, at my parents' house, mm-hmm. and I was just playing through it, and, like, it gets... Obviously, it gets really dark, because it's The Walking Dead, and they're just like, what the heck are you playing? Are you okay? I'm just like, no, I'm not okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like the idea of being able to play this on the on again on the go yeah. and maybe not even on the go just in my hands right yeah uh-huh. uh, because it's a story driven game sometimes it's nice to just kind of like be make with a blanket fort throw like, the covers like over your head almost like you're reading a book right yeah. uh, it's got that kind of same intimate sort of feel yeah um, and so I can just sit there on the couch and I can I can go through these games yeah. Um, I'll probably pick them up at some point um, if I don't play through them um, on my PC uh, before then. Because I have access. uh, Either I bought them or I have access to my um, siblings' library on Steam to play through them. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, go ahead. Oh, I was um, just touching on them uh, mentioning that they've noticed their quality has gone down. Um, Even if you don't play Telltale Games... Everyone noticed there was an influx of Telltale games in the last like three years. Like they yeah. had Walking Dead, all the seasons of whatever, Batman, Minecraft Story Mode game came out of, of nowhere, Game of Thrones, uh, Wolf Among Us, and on like Wolf Among Us season two just got announced too. So, like, there's just been oh, and Tales from the Borderlands is also another one. So, there was a lot yeah. of like Telltale games, and they are all running on the same graphical engine no matter how long ago the first one came out to the next one so it was like I, everyone was noticing how bad the engine yeah. was getting so i'm glad yeah. they're finally updating that yeah and i like how they were like we admit 
that we we let you guys down. It wasn't just an apology. It was like we let you down. We're sorry, and um, here's we're we're make we're yeah. trying to make up for it by yeah. by pushing forward um, what our engine looks like and, and can do. And it's taking one game at a time instead of working on three things at once. Yeah. Well, that leaves us with one last section. We're going to take a few minutes and just, um, what have you guys been playing specifically on your Switch this week? Paul, if you want to, I'll start with you. Yeah, I got the shortest list. Um, all I've gotten a chance to play, it's been a busy week, um, but all I've gotten a chance to play is Semblance. And what's Semblance? Um, you play as a little little goob thing. Uh, that's a purple. goob thing? Yeah. Little goop thing, you're, you're a little you're squishy. Okay. A lot of this game is like shaping, like solving puzzles by shaping the environment around you. Everything is kind of um, what's the word they use? Um, like flexible or um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with flexible because I can't think I can't think of a better word off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of like dash at certain um, like platforms and kind of shape it to whatever you think will actually solve the problem. And it's a very creative game. Um, you, it's a little confusing at first because um, I wasn't quite sure what the story was. Yeah. You just like you start like running through the environment, and then you fly into a tree, and then it takes you. It transports you to another world. Ooh. And then in that world, I found another tree that I was able to jump into. <laughs> and then you just start like collecting dots. Uh huh. And then like slowly, um, there's like a I want to call it like an infection going through this like very like malleable world that's turning everything like solid. And so you're just trying to combat that and return the world to its uh, flexible nature. Good. But it's been a blast. Like it's a, it's not a long game, but it's a very like fun game. And every time I finally get around to solving a problem, I just feel like a genius. Yeah. There's been a couple puzzles so far that have been like real doozies. Yeah, it's uh, I think like ten dollars on the eShop. So if you're looking for All something right. to like burn for a couple hours, like semblance, man. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And how about you, David? What have you been doing this week on your Switch? Um, I got like three games on there, but I can just go through them real quick. Um, yeah. Yeah, Monster Hunter ahead. Generations Ultimate. Uh, Monster another Hunter. game I would love to get, and I can't afford right now. I just yeah, I can't. Um, so um, I uh. I didn't have the money for it, so I just went out and lifted for like four hours to afford to get that game. So oh, okay. uh, that's how that happened. But um, yes, yeah, it's Monster Hunter. Um, this game's been getting a lot of really weird thoughts from a lot of people because obviously World came out earlier right, this yeah. year, which was which is in some ways the superior game. Um, and people that are just just played World since it was such an easy to ease into game compared to the other Monster Hunters, right. um, people get that. And they're like, oh, Monster Hunter on Switch. They get it. And they're like, this is hard. What is this? <laughs> and then everyone else is just like, yeah, man, that's Monster Hunter. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, this, this is, this <laughs> this is, is Monster classic Hunter. Monster Hunter gameplay. Uh, they, they keep advertising classic Monster, Gun- Monster Hunter gameplay with a twist. Uh, yeah. Referring, of course, to the arts, uh, which I'm not used to. Uh, but just, yeah. it does make it different enough to, to justify a purchase. And then in addition to the wealth of content in this oh, game. Oh, there's so many this monsters. This game has so, so much more content than but, um, Monster Hunter World. This game has uh, 
is a perfect hybrid for me. So like I, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that I'm a casual Monster Hunter. Like, I support the series wholeheartedly. I love uh, it, but I have never gotten a G rank or like super high rank before. Yeah. And um, every time I get the game, my friends are like, "Are you gonna? Are you gonna make it? What is this time?" And I'm just like, "I don't know, man. I don't have 500 hours to put in this game like you do." So we'll see. <laughs> but um, but since this game is able to go on the on the go so perfectly and go onto my TV. Um, I think I'll probably get farther into this one than I have with any other Monster Hunter. Because I got World, but I couldn't even play it because I was too busy. I didn't want to sit down in my house and grind in Monster Hunter and then not have it uh-huh. with me. This is better, for sure. So, that's a fun time. If you guys pick it up, you could probably do some uh, I will. Sure. I will at one Any hunting friends? I definitely... Oh, I want to play that game. I'll yeah. definitely play with you sometime. I don't know when. <laughs> I, I got it. And I transferred my save data, and that's all the time I had this week to play it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other game I had on my list was Flat Heroes. This game is really good if you like games like Super Meat Boy, Celeste, uh, N++, any of those rage, platformer, precise, uh, precision type of games. Okay. So uh, the art style is uh, super simplistic. It's like literal minimalist. Your character is a cube. And you can uh, do double jumps, and you can do, like, a pulse move where you can, like, reflect, uh, like, lasers and bullets that are coming at you and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, and other than those games where you're going from point A to point B and don't die, this one is, hey, you're in a challenge room. We're going to throw all this stuff at you. Don't die for as many as, as, like, as long as you can. And then it's, like, multiple worlds. Each one has, like, ten, like, challenge rooms in it, and each one gets harder than the last one and there's like a boss in every world there's actually a demo on the eShop for flat heroes which i would highly suggest you download it's like multiplayer also locally up to four players okay um so if you play the demo and you're not sucked in by the end of it don't even bother but if you play the demo and it's like it's a long demo too it's maybe like 30 minutes long uh for what the game is so try out the demo if you like the demo just buy the game it's so good um, I'm just, i skip straight to just buying the game Oh, it's really good. Um, <laughs> you had me at it's like Celeste. Yeah. And then um, I've been playing Flipping Death, which is um, the same team, Zoink Games, who made uh, Stick It to the Man, which is also on the eShop. Okay. So this one um, is you're playing as this girl named Penny who pretty much just dies in the beginning of the game. And then um, she ends up getting uh, positioned as Death's Temp. Uh, so like death goes on vacation and now you're just basically <laughs> um, doing basically work for ghosts in the underworld to tr- pretty much help them pass over or you're trying to like solve mysteries in like the ghost world but you also have the ability to possess humans in the real world and that basically flips the whole map around and then you can go from like the, oh, the ghost world to the regular world and you can just possess people and do certain actions with different characters and mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like um, like classic puzzle solving type of things where it's like oh, you need to get to this house to get to this freezer at a basement to figure out how this, like, um, bride got killed by her, like, her groomsman or whatever. But you have to get across the lake. And to get across the lake, you have to paint this boat, but you have to get to the paint factory. So you got to, like, figure out how to manipulate different people to get different actions done. But the way it happens is, like, it's so silly. And the writing is, like, spot on. It's, like, really good humor. And Mm -hmm. um, just look up a trailer for this game. Like, the writing is hilarious. I love it. And I'm having a really good time with it. So uh, I'm only on like the third chapter so far. And like each mm. chapter is at least like 30 to f- like 30 minutes to an hour, depending on what you're doing. So fun game. Really, fun, really fun time. Well, good. 
as as for me, I've had a little bit of ADD this week, uh, and I've played a little bit of a lot of things. Um, I've gone back and forth between Unholy Heights, Picross, Crash Bandicoot, Rocket League, Breath of the Wild. Just I'm just all over the place. Um, like on Crash Bandicoot, like I'm stuck on this one level, and I keep getting frustrated, and then quitting, and then going over to Paycross, and then trying a puzzle, and then screwing it up, and then getting angry, and then going over to Unholy Heights, and then getting bored with Unholy Heights, <laughs> and then going over to Breath of the Wild, and realizing it's like I don't really feel like adventuring right now. Um, <laughs> so I've just been all over the place this week. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah, I. I really should go a little bit harder on Crash Bandicoot. Um, but that's that's all I've been playing on my Switch this week. What has everybody else uh, been playing on their Switch in the chat? Let us know in the comments. Uh, and also in our Discord, which you can find the link for a Discord, uh, in, in the description below, we are uh, very active in there in having discussion. Uh, it's a great place to have that kind of discussion. Uh, really quick, uh, David slash Conmen, if you want to reiterate where people can find you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you guys can uh, find me on YouTube at ConmenRDW, uh, where if you like anime conventions, cool events, geeky, nerdy stuff, video games, anime, and Nintendo-based stuff, for sure, subscribe to me and you will get all those awesome things. And then Follow me on Twitter at Mario P R T Y Animal, Mario Party Animal, and uh, just Google Conmen RDW, and you'll find me on social media handles. Other also, so yeah, fantastic. A mm-hmm. uh, few housekeeping things. Uh, we got more content coming this week. Uh, I got my Smashing Tunes uh, kind of review commentary on the new Smash Bros. Uh, ultimate theme and comparing that to all the other themes. And then you get to find out uh, which theme I like the best and which one I like the least and everything in between. Uh, again, you can join us on Discord. You can follow me on Twitter um, at Loggy Doves. Uh, you can follow, Br- uh, I was going to say Brandon. Brandon doesn't deserve it. Um, <laughs> but you can follow Brandon at, at Baba Babs. Uh, you can follow Paul at Gunnysaurus on Twitter. You can follow us collectively at the Break Room Arcade. This uh, podcast does not only reside on YouTube, but also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and any services that are sourced from those. Uh, and if you use any of the services, make sure to give us a good rating if you enjoy this podcast it would really really help us out um i think outside of that i think brandon probably has another episode from his very 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 casual play through a breath of the wild entitled hyrule diaries uh coming probably on i think wednesdays i think he posts those on wednesdays might Mm -hmm. post them a different day i don't know but we got a wealth of content coming and it's picking up uh and you're Mm -hmm. only going to get to see more we are growing uh what feels at a very rapid pace it might seem a little slow 
Uh, but the fact that we are moving at all is significant. And it's all thanks to you guys who show up week after week after week. Um, we love you. And we, yeah, we love you. Again, and if you're not in the Discord, join our Discord because I love Discord and you should get into Discord because it's great. Discord. Um, but that is it for this week for the Nintendo Stuff podcast. Oh. So don't break your backs. Break in the games. But for now, break time's over. <laughs>